maybe when people say, oh, it's hard to find black talent, like, it's actually, it's actually not. It's yeah. not hard to find it. You're just, the way that you're looking at it is very linear. And it's going to be impossible for you to do what you said that you wanted to set out to do the way that you're doing it right now. What up? Episode five. We back. We in it. We just had to say it. We have to say it every single time. And I have to say yeah. that every single time. Hey, we've done this run through. We won't, we won't do this again. We won't do we won't this do again. This to you. Until yeah. next week, because we're back again. You already know what it is. The Madness. It's a Madness. Like, we're those guys. You know what I mean? <laughs> we are the guys. We are the Your guys. favorite like, guys to listen them. to every week. Every Wednesday. This is com- you know what we should do? We should do like a, we should switch this to like a Thursday. No, I don't know. Like you know, those like early morning radio shows where it's like Dak and Malik in the morning, yeah, yeah, thing, yeah. playing the best hits from you the eighties, nineties, and two thousands, <laughs> and today. We're switching the entirety of the podcast to be a radio show. To be a radio um, host, CBC. There are, no, there are no black ones in Toronto. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Are there any black ra- like? I, that's a stupid question because there definitely is. Yeah, There's definitely like, like radio you look shows. At like Flow ninety three point. Growing up on that, but see what it's become now, and it's like. You know, you're, you're covering black culture, but it's not black hosts. And it's like, yeah, you do you. As you know? as per usual, right? Hey, yo, we can start a podcast off in any way. Hey. You know, it's, we go down every rabbit hole possible. We go possible. every single way. You always think it's going to start the same way. Because we say we back, but it's a different story. And we twist. Right. Malik, what are you saying? Oh, man. Uh, just sliced my finger open. Yeah, um, I didn't know you were going to Cutting some onions. It was actually a traumatic experience, um, but I'll, I'll survive, I think. We'll put a GoFundMe for Malik. Yeah, put, um, link in bio, GoFundMe, <laughs> please. I cut my finger, and I don't have Band-Aids. Like, it's, it's bad out here. But in all actuality, man, doing okay. Uh, you know, uh, excited for, you know, Raptors made the playoffs. I'm sure yes, you've sir. seen. City's coming alive. City's hot. Just kidding. It's freezing out still. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's actually not bad today. Today's like 10 degrees. 10 degrees. Yeah, but even I'll then, take it. I'll yeah. Take it, like, literally, know? like, I don't know, over the weekend, there's... April's always those weird months, and we're not going to turn this episode into talking about the weather, but, like, you know, there's always those, like, days in April where you're like, okay, like, finally, I think we're over the hump, and then just, like, nah. randomly it'll snow. I was, like, I was about to say, I'm not, I'm not confident until, like, May. Yeah. yeah. Even then, I remember even in May, then. like, snowed, like, the like, first couple weeks of May, I was like... I gotta get out of here. <laughs> and here we are. Still and here, in, hey, still, still here. <laughs> still here. Uh, what's going on with you? What's new? What's popping? Hey, man. Me and five other men, we booked a trip to London. Let's go. Dad took my book. advice from the other week on yes, vacation. Sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, it was all Malik's influence. Yeah, I, I'm just that kind of guy. I'm that dude. Yeah, I doubted it. I didn't know six uh, black people could uh, organize a trip together, but hey. <laughs> Did you see the Supreme <laughs> Dreams? Uh, yes. Man, that, yes. The second oh. there's a deposit, everyone's just like, as soon as you mentioned like the deposit, then yeah. everyone cuts. Everyone, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. But that's great. We man. made it like, happen. We made it happen. It's uh, he's going. You're going where? UK, and then you're going Barcelona, right? And I'm going uh, Portugal, Lisbon, Portugal. Unreal. It'll be a uh, fire time. No podcast for two weeks. No po- I might have hey, to do. I might have to rip a couple of solo. Yo, episodes. that might be fire though. But if that it's too be- good, then they won't want me back. So I don't know. I wonder. I wonder, like, just me in my apartment speaking yeah. to myself. <laughs> Be like, we back. Pause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally. So, Dag, how we... Never mind. Dag's uh, not on the episode. 
Hey, um, call in. It's a six-hour difference, but we'll figure it out. Let's let the audience decide. If you want a solo episode from either Doc or myself at some point this year, would you listen to it? Who is your least favorite person on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't want to see Let that. The, yeah. Yeah. Vote hashtag Malik Mad Mix for team your Malik, vote. Team Malik, Team Doc. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Sponsor post campaigning, but... Oh man, we divide it, people over here. We divide the, the world's divided, and now we're <laughs> now we're dividing them more. You know what I mean? Hey man, this is the Mavix podcast. Yeah, I, lo- I love what we've become, though. I know. I you was know? just thinking that. Yeah, because we just like man. we were like very like professional in the beginning. Yeah, you know? not to say we're not now, but like yo, this is who we are. Right? We loosened. Like, we loosened up. We loosened up. The funniest part is, uh, yeah, like when we first started this, we had like. Remember when we had the script? We did the opening. Yeah, that was a script. Yeah. It was like, this Mad Mix podcast is, you know, a, a, a voice of the youth market. Now we're yeah. just like, you know, and it's still important that we did that because you have to lay the foundations. We got to do like a Mad Mix like history episode or something like that. For the hundredth. Yeah, for the hundredth episode, we should go Listen, back. It's coming this season, so just know. Yeah, hundred episodes. I can't believe it. Yeah. A hundred episodes. hundred episodes. Four years. That's amazing. We got to pick it up. Hey, <laughs> yeah, jeez. We got we to gotta start getting... Our God damn it, our jobs getting in the way, our careers oh, and shit. Life. You know. Not being paid for this yet. Wait till we drop the Patreon link. Just wait till we drop, yeah, the GoFundMe. <laughs> yeah, the GoFundMe. We'll be okay with the GoFundMe link. Oh, man. Should we jump into these topics? Let's dive in. It's going to be a good episode. And I know this is going to be a good episode because we started off with one of our arch Yeah, I was villains. about to say, like, for the folks listening, can you just guess what brand yeah, we're you know, talking about? Yeah, you know. I know my boy Alex is listening to this he's, right he's now. Like, I hope he's, it's not BK. He's been waiting for this. <laughs> I saw him on Friday uh, at the Raptors game. We talked about the podcast for a sec. Yeah. He's waiting for this, and he knows we, we're opening up with BK. Sorry to the CMO <laughs> of Burger King, but we just got, yo, it's not yeah. even that we're bashing you right now. We're just reporting the news. Yeah. Okay. And like first, yeah, first and foremost, Burger King, like CEO, if you're listening to this, like my man, this one actually isn't directly yeah. at you. Yeah. This like is, you're this is a the, larger problem. You're in the headlines. Yeah. It's annoying, yeah. but. I, hey, they I, love to be in the headlines. Hey, so. you know, you, you did let's, your job. Hey, let's get, let's any give publicity it to is, is good publicity. <laughs> So I saw this on Twitter, right? And I sent it to Malik immediately. I'm like, yo, this is fuel for our podcast right here. But <laughs> like dozens of customers are in a class action lawsuit with Burger King for false advertisement. Yeah, okay. So what they're saying is that... That's the thing they get the lawsuit for. <laughs> <laughs> what they're saying basically is that if I knew the Whopper wasn't going to be as big as they showed it on TV or on social media, I wouldn't have bought it. Okay. So I don't know how much they're suing Burger King for. I'm sure it's a you know a substantial amount, but Burger King lawyer teams like laughing at this <laughs> yeah, one probably. Well, the idea is basically that the Whopper is being misrepresented. They also say that some of the other menu items in general, Burger King over their other competitors, will enlarge in it and make it seem like it's bigger than it actually is. Okay. We work in advertising. We worked in advertising, but I think it's generally pretty understood that. It's not as advertised. Yeah, I think I think the first thing that I said to you when you sent this to me yeah. was like, what is this, the 90s? Like <laughs> where everybody complained about like misrepresentations of their food. Yeah, like, and that's why they put the disclaimer on the ads and whatnot. So I'm like, what legal leg do they have to stand on here? Is it because they reference some social posts as well? Is that something that Burger King now has to do or like QSRs now have to do? If it's slightly altered and it's on social, no. So I'm just confused as to like how this is actually a case. Like, 
Yeah, like what's I wonder what the claim is because yeah. when you think about food in you know fast food, let's call it. Yeah, it's widely known that the things that you see in commercials don't always end up that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're on set. They're styling. It's still the same product. It's just stylized. Like what's like stylized food versus actual food isn't like necessarily a misrepresentation of it. I would argue mm. because it's the same shit. They're just it's this, putting more effort for yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah. you go behind the line at Burger King and say, this is what I'm going to, this is what I'm going to build. I'm going to take my time making it. I'm going to style it. I'm going to shoot it the right way. I'm going to like make it look really nice. Then, like, yeah, I mean, there's not really much you can do about it. So, let me ask you this. So, like, it's the same burger, but let's say in post-editing, they amplify the size of it. Not to a dramatic level where it's it's clear that it's, like, you know, like, dramatized. But they do it just enough, like, 20%, 30%, where it kind of looks realistic. So, like, is point of clarification. Yeah, Is yeah. it, like, you're increasing, like, the, the size of the burger or just, like, like the patty or something? Or They're you... saying that the burger itself on commercials and on, like, social posts, it looks way bigger than it actually is. Yeah, like, but, now obviously, that we're <laughs> but obviously yeah, it now, would, so yeah. I'm confused. Yeah, so, I mean, like, I don't get it because it's, like, okay, cool, they have a fucking out-of-home board. Yeah. Like, yeah, a burger's not, like not the size not like, of yeah, a fucking... Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? But, like, let's say... Someone's holding a burger in their hand in a commercial or on a social post, and in post editing, they made it bigger. Uh, yeah, I mean, like at the end of the, I don't know, I'm grasping at straws. Yeah, yeah I know, I get no, no, no. I try, <laughs> trust me, I get it. Case, you know? I mean, like if it, in, in my opinion, yeah. I, I used to work in in QSR, like I worked yeah, in advertising yeah. for McDonald's, yeah. and like we would shoot products. It's the real product. Yeah. It's stylized. Yeah. It's like edited a certain way, but it's not like we're editing like certain things about the actual food itself it's like oh this like this seed is in a weird spot on the bun okay can we just remove the seed or this like blob of ketchup could be like more red or something like like you know what i mean yeah like you're saying you're not doing that or you are no we did we did that all the time small kind of thing yeah which is like that's not that's not like a not widely known you know what i mean it's like any any company that shoots food stylizes it in certain ways, edits it in certain ways. Yeah. So I don't know why it's like... Is there... Like, I'm trying to make sure we're not speaking too much just because we've seen it. Like, I worked on President's Choice. I've seen how they've altered burgers and stuff like that. But does everyone actually know that? Yeah, like, I would assume, assume so. so. I mean, like... Me too. But, but like, whenever I assume stuff, I'm usually wrong. Yeah. So, like... Yeah. But does the general public know that the Whopper on the screen... The thing is, though, like people made so many jokes about this online of just like it started trending of like as advertised versus reality. And just, you know, because like depending on the restaurant or uh, Burger King you go to, some people are going to be lazy with how they prepare it. Yeah, it's, it's so fast can't food. Really, it's fast food. No one goes. To, if you're going to Burger King because you you're like, uniform. oh, man, like this doesn't look the same as the advertising. Like, yeah, it's not the should, person that made its problem. Yeah, like <laughs> you should probably just go back to, you know, your bubble where you think everything is what you see is on TV is real. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. okay, cool. Well, I saw a TV show with a spaceship and it with aliens. Does that mean it's like real? Because you know what I mean? Yeah. And people like it's the way that I see, I always wondered this when I was a kid, 
because you'd see those disclaimers on TV. It's like, oh, like not a real yeah. product or not, not, a, not the real yeah. size of this. And like, I'd always be like, man, who the fuck actually thinks that's a real size <laughs> or that's the real thing? A couple dozen people right now, I guess. That's it. You know what <laughs> I mean? You know what the real false advertising is? Like I saw a comedian make this joke and I was like, yeah, like that's so true. What? I was like, remember when you were kids and you saw that like, it was like G.I. Joe like commercials where like they'd be like, you'd have like this like sick like little Jeep car thing. Yeah, and yeah. then they'd be in this like sick like desert scape like in the commercial with like, I'm like, dude, like the joke is like, <laughs> yeah, like the, the, the little toy is cool, but like where the fuck do I get my hands on this like this crazy desert, yeah, awesome yeah. like desert with terrain. scape with ramps and stuff like that? I'm like, I always wanted that and I was always disappointed whenever it'd be like, oh, it's just like, like where do I get this? But long story short, I think at the end of the day, yeah. just like this shit's not real. Like, no. you know, like fast food products, if you're expecting them to be a certain way, like to look like the advertising, like yeah. you got to get a bit of a reality check because that's just like not the world we live in. Right. Man, it's crazy because like uh, not to spend too much time on this, but there was someone that posted a picture of like a, a Wendy's burger and how like flat and, and gross it was from the restaurant. And right. then he posted a picture of a burger that he made at home that looked perfect. Right. And the quote tweet on that was just like, yeah, try making a hundred of these a day. And yeah, so, yeah. Try, <laughs> try making one of these when there's you spend like a couple hours on your perfect burger versus, you know, uh, this is fast food. I think people just need to remember that it's, you know, it's not people are coming in. They have demands. They need to be quick. It needs to be efficient. Yeah. This like isn't a gourmet meal. It's not that serious. It's not that serious. It's not that that's serious. the perfect. That's 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 the that's the quote. It. That's the episode. Right yeah. There. It's not I like, yeah, but so Burger King, if you're listening to this, like Burger King CEO is listening to this, he's like, oh man, like not these guys again. Like seriously, but, you know, I'm in your, I'm it in your corner this brand. time. It, I'll be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could, it be, could be, any be any brand, brand man. Yeah. It could be any brand. Arby's. Like, like. Arby's, yeah. <laughs> Have you ever been to an Arby's before? So I looked it up. There are a couple. Where? In uh, GTA. I think there's one in Aurelia. Okay, we should, like, we, yeah, should, we should go. We should rent live podcast recorded <laughs> in the, Arby's. Yeah, why not? Why not? Mad um, Mix podcast. Why not? You know? We walk in, they're like, oh, it's Mad they're like, oh not these fucking it. guys. All right, yo, make that burger sick. Make that yeah. burger sick. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're gonna next time we go to a Burger King, Burger King CEO is gonna make it himself. Just for us. And the, is this to your liking? He's like, no. uh, please don't shit on me again. <laughs> it's all good, Burger King CEO. We got you, bro. Oh my god, I love it. We have the Influence to move needles out here, you know? Yeah, straight up. Straight up. All right, let's move on. This, this topic has got some people riled up today on Twitter. Yeah, um, shout out to Jermaine Jupiter. Always got a POV. Jermaine Jupiter, the GOAT, the legend. <laughs> 100%. Love him. Basically, this all stems from like a TikTok, right? And the question that I guess we're going to ask that comes out of this is like how far a 100K salary goes for an individual person in major cities. So this TikTok was trending. Um, this woman is basically saying 100K isn't enough for her to live as a 25-year-old adult. And everyone's like flipping out pretty much because I don't know about you, but growing up, 100K was always that benchmark. You hit 100K, you're good. You know, that's like upper class. You're fine. You can afford the, the fancy things in life. Yeah, if you make $100,000, yeah. hey, you're good. Yeah. The kind of question that that's turned into, especially even on like Toronto Twitter, is like Jermaine's... Uh, point of view is 100k is a new middle class if you're making 100k you can't really afford to buy a home in the city in like major cities major cities so let's talk about toronto because that's what we can speak to yeah at most you can rent a one bedroom and and be fine but like you can't 
the middle class used to be, I could own a home. Yeah. You know, now 100K, you can't. So I just wonder, is 100K still what it was? And do you see 100K as like enough money for you to earn in life? Uh, to live the lifestyle that you want, pretty I mean, much. So this is a personal question. Yeah, right? it's, I mean, it's a, hard, it's a hard question to answer. Yeah. Like I make 150 right now. So I'm, get, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, Your coworkers are like, Your coworkers are like, yo, damn, guys, damn. like, what are we saying? Take like, we make more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet facts. No, um, jokes aside, um, I think $100,000 is like, to your point, like a benchmark now. Like, I, I don't disagree. Like, in major cities, like, it's yeah, impossible. Yeah. Like, even like $100,000 is like, like the minimum that I think that you should be able to make as an individual. If you want to like buy a property as like a yeah. single person, like, yeah. and even then as a single person, it'll it makes take a while. Very, very difficult. Yeah. Cause like the houses here are just so incredibly expensive. Right. But I mean, like, I don't know. It's a, it's a hard question for me to answer yeah. because like I don't make a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. But I can, aff- right now I can afford you know, a single bedroom, bedroom yeah. you know, apartment. Like I live in Toronto, like close to downtown. Um, do you see a hundred K if you were to make a hundred K, do you see that as life changing? Like, no, yeah. that, like, I that's, mean, and that's I think that's how that's, I approach the question. Yeah. It's like life changing money, I think is like in a different, completely different bracket. Yeah. But I mean, to put things in perspective, like a hundred thousand dollars is still a lot of money. It like is. making a hundred thousand dollars is like, the average in Canada is probably 55, yeah. 50 to 55. Yeah. Without that, researching that, I would feel comfortable in that range. Yeah. And yeah. like, you know, if you, to, to flip it on its head a little bit, like, I think it's so easy to look at like, oh, how much, like, how much is like, how much do I need to like live my lifestyle or yeah, like, yeah. you know, live a great lifestyle or like live, you know, whatever it is. Right. But I think that like, when you put things in perspective, like, if you're making a hundred thousand dollars and you're having a hard time like saving for a house, then like you gotta talk to a financial advisor or something like that. Cause I think or your priorities. I, and this is this is an assumption that like you're in a position like me where you're like living by yourself, you know, I'm able to save money, you don't I don't have, have kids, yeah, I don't yeah. have any dependencies, my family's okay, all that kind of stuff. So if you're in a situation like me and you're having a hard time like saving money and putting away money to like eventually spend on a house yeah then yeah then like you're wasting a lot of money you're wasting yeah you're wasting a lot of money somewhere yeah and i think that like that comes with like you know financial literacy and all those kinds of things am i the best at saving money (laughs) and like no but like you know i spend money on the things that like i want to spend money on but like i'm also very cognizant that like i have savings and money going in Yeah, yeah a lot you're not at your last dollar yeah exactly exactly and if i'm at my last dollar from like the dollars that i have made available to me yeah then i'm like i'm still doing fine like you know what i mean true 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 like it's it's tricky because yeah i i i I think of the question and i think we're obviously both pretty privileged in our situation definitely our jobs and whatnot so i look at 100k and i'm like it wouldn't change my life that much to earn 100k but when i look at it in context of Again, most people make 50 to 55, maybe 60. You're making double what they are. Yeah. Um, that would be life-changing for someone making 50K to earn double their salary. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't want to minimize, minimize 100K. I think it's still a lot of money and it's still a, a good benchmark to have. Yeah. 
do I agree that, yeah, I guess that is kind of the middle class at that point um, because 100K doesn't go as far as it, it, it did when I was younger. You know, when I was a teenager, even younger than that, 100K was still a very good chunk of change that can yeah, buy man. you a home in, in Toronto. Yeah, totally. Now it's, it's not the case. It's still a great salary. I think it just speaks to how expensive Toronto actually is. That's that, that well, that's the you real know? thing. Yeah. Toronto's like an incredibly, like even Canada in general is like an incredibly, incredibly expensive country to live in. And the goalpost keeps moving. And so now we're just asking individuals, you just have to make more. Yeah. No, like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. there's only so far that you can really go in a lot of jobs as well. Like, you know, to ask someone to soar way past 100K, it's not it's not feasible for many industries, right? Yeah, so, and like, I mean, like, am I far off? Not necessarily. No. Yeah. But, like, that's not, to me, making $100,000 to your point, like, isn't going to change a big... No situation for me. you'll have a little bit extra money. i'll have a little bit extra money, yeah, yeah and that's fine yeah but you know it's still a lot of money and like you know uh, to have the opportunity to be able to do that like to your point like yeah. really recognizes us as like privileged people who like have an opportunity mm-hmm. or who have had opportunities uh to be successful and be like in the positions that we are yeah obviously credit both of us like being hardworking guys, having ambitions, know what we want to do. Yeah, yeah. But like opportunities, to like find people like that too, right? So, um, definitely don't want to minimize like the, like how much like how people who make less money than I do can look at a hundred thousand dollars and say, yeah. Like, and that's the problem when I see it with some of this discourse online is they just like trivialize a hundred k so much, and it's like. You got to realize someone reading that that makes like 40K is literally thinking their life means nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which you is know? bullshit. Which is bullshit. Like someone that makes 40K works harder often than someone That's that how makes, makes 100K, 100K, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's totally. You can't really place value on things like that. That's so. the thing. And like work ethic all trumps, <sighs> oh, you man. know, a paycheck as well. Like people, yeah. to your point, like there's a lot of people in the city who make less than $100,000 who like, are worth more than yeah worth more than that exactly you know right, I mean? right right so i mean while the reality of like living in toronto is an incredibly expensive city and like a hundred thousand dollars can be a benchmark yeah uh for that um it's it's still like to, to your point earlier only justifies the fact that like this city's it's incredibly bad. incredibly inaccessible to like hardworking people who who live here, who were like born here, who want to be here. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Like being price out of a market that's their home. Like that's bullshit. And you see a lot of this stuff happen, especially in places like Parkdale, where like right, right, gentrification, right. gentrification comes into the thing where it's like, man, like, you know, new families coming to Canada, like, you know, people who don't have the highest income, mm-hmm. like can only live in certain places of the city. And even then those places are like being either be, being priced out of those places just because like condos and shit are going up like there needs to be a general yeah, condos like, popping up everywhere yeah man. man like and like i recognize i live in a condo yes. i'm like con- <laughs> actively contributing to this problem yeah because like i also need somewhere like to live right yeah. and you want to be close to your work and i want to be downtown yeah there's, yeah like there's, there's so many factors it's so hard but yeah i think that like it can definitely be controlled in a way that will you know, allow people to to buy houses around the city yeah you know what i mean like i remember when i first started working i'm like toronto's super expensive i don't know if i'll be able to 
to live here, but like maybe well, I'll live in like, like six years ago. Yeah, I was like, maybe I'll live in like <laughs> Hamilton. I'm like, bro, like there's no, I can't even live there. Hamilton is, yeah, it's, you know it's ballooned mean? up for sure. But see you, know, you in uh, Alberta. Yeah, Sabri. <laughs> Where's Taylor? <laughs> Taylor Squires. Shout out to Sabri, man. There's a lot of good people in Sabri. Yeah, I'm sure. I know one that's about. Yeah, that. I know one great person. Yeah, from yeah. Nah, it's tough, but yeah, um, definitely don't want to uh, minimize um, the the benchmark of reaching 100k you yeah, know man. um it's a great salary for anyone it's a great so. salary for anyone and if you treat a hundred thousand dollars like it's not a lot of money then like you got like this girl on tiktok i'm just everyone's just roasting her in the comments because yeah. obviously they don't they don't make 100k right so yeah. it's like you you're making my goal seem like it's yeah it's chump change like a joke it's not. yeah it's not. yeah so some bullshit that's that on that let's uh move on but let's here. move on here Another another good one. We got our closet <laughs> white guy taking them up oh, here. Um, Every white guy is just like, damn. Yeah, he's like, ah. Coming for us. You know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so this one's a good one. Um, I can't remember who said this to me. I think it might have been my buddy Matt Sanson. Shout out to Matt Sanson, by the way. Um, it's a, an editorial in the National Post that came out. The headline is, why Canadian universities are blocking able-bodied white men from some positions. And then there was like a kind of a quote that says, when inclusion turns into active exclusion, it isn't fair anymore. Mm. Oh, man. I'm curious to know what your take is mm. on this one. I think I know what it is, but <laughs> I think it, hey, you go. If you like, White men should be able to have any position they want in the... <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. No, man, this is just like, I love that quote too. When inclusion turns into active exclusion, it isn't fair anymore. That's <laughs> like, it's pretty, bro. It's like a, it's a big statement. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's, white man, you will be fine. You yeah, you, be, you guys are good. Like, trust me, like, you're good. Like, you, you will be okay. And I've heard these complaints for a long time too yeah. of just like, Oh, now to get into university, you have to, you know, be struggling or you have to come from a diverse background or you have to be black, whatever it is. And it's like, yo, you have never had an issue getting to this spot. Other folks have. So you complaining is just like you just want to be oppressed so bad. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like the the it just shows Olympics like, the, yeah, inequity of the, you know, uh, education system as it pertains to like post-secondary education, which is incredibly expensive. Yeah. You know, very inaccessible. Mm -hmm. Um, It's gotten better for some, but to hear this take, it's like when inclusion turns into active exclusion, it isn't fair anymore. I think that you're probably looking at it in in the most wrong way possible. Like, yeah, there's no, there's no exclusion. No, I don't see exclusion happening. White guys will always be able to go to university. I promise. Like, I promise you. They will always be able to get jobs. Yeah. It's about providing equal, equitable opportunities for people who haven't been able to. Like, the people, like, that quote can almost, like, be flipped into. For all of, for, centuries. The exact same reason. It's like, yeah, yeah, like, active exclusion does take place. Yeah. In fact, it was a lot worse, like, decade over decade ago. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think uh, I think people like in positions like that, like even I'm not going to name names, but uh, I remember what an old friend of mine posted like a, you know, like a White Lives Matter or something like that mm-hmm. Instagram post after, you know, all the George Floyd shit happened. 
just for like a perspective, just to say, well, just like, yeah. you know, it's like, hey, like everybody, it's an all lives matter type fucking beat here. Yeah. You know what I mean? I remember um, I was doing like a research interview with like a, um, like a, it was like a user interview, right? I was doing research for a, a freelance project and this white woman was like, we were talking about like cultural identity and stuff like that. And she was like, yeah, because, you know, it's so hard to be white right now, right? She's just completely serious, right? And obviously, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not just going to like go off on her because like this is a client and all that. So I like let it slide. But in my head, I'm just like, you said that way too easy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like, yeah. Do you what really kinda, believe that? What kind of what kind of conversations you have in behind closed doors? Yeah, it's hard to be white right now. I'm like, like damn, what? Mu- must be. Yeah, it must be. It, especially Y'all are up. Like, yeah, <laughs> you've been yeah, up. What yeah, are you, you guys been about? up? Like now, the thing is about, and this kind of like bleeds into some of our, our next topic too. Yeah, but it's like when we're when you look at things like that, when you hear people say shit like that, mm-hmm. we're kind of sitting in a position where. Like, oh, well, people are actively getting excluded. You know, opportunities aren't there for certain people. But when you actually think about it, the only people who I've, I've really seen in this industry, mm-hmm. advertising, marketing industry. That have been excluded? That have been excluded are, are by People that look like us. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And uh, when I go to any strategy online, when I go to LinkedIn, any it doesn't matter where you're looking. Yeah. Even since the call for equity a couple of years ago, the only the only people, and maybe I'm looking in the wrong places. So if I'm looking in the wrong place, please call me out on this. Yeah, yeah. Like ninety percent of the people still that I oh, see get into on. like yeah. promotions, senior leadership positions, you know, departmental restructuring that you know is is for the future. The agency, uh, advertising uh, agency like it's Zulu did a couple photo years ago. Of five it's the same and maybe yeah. a couple of white women. Yeah, a couple there. white women, yeah. maybe an Asian girl in there, like yeah. just because, like you know, they have to balance it out. <laughs> but like you look at it, it's the same story that we've been trying to preach for the last two years. Yeah, and the problem is the folks that maybe you're graduating from school and you have an expectation. That as a white man or as a white person, I should just be given that role. I'm entitled to I'm this entitled position. to that role. Whether you say that or not, that's literally what you're That's thinking. in the back of your mind. It's in the back of your mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which so, is a huge issue. Which is crazy because like yeah. a lot of people don't think about it like that. No. Or a lot, like a lot of people like me or you don't think like that. No, no. I go into a job interview. I'm fighting like, for my life. Bro. I'm fighting. I'm straight <laughs> up fighting. For, I'm like, all right, if I want this, I know I got to boss my ass yeah. off and get it. Straight up. Right. But there's some people who like come in and they're like, okay, well, if, if someone who doesn't have, uh, who's not, you know, white, yeah. it, you know, gets this role, it's a diversity hire or they were just no, hired straight, that's, yeah. because they, that's they were hired we're saying because, right now. Literally. They're hired because they're black yeah. or they were hired because they're trying to be more diverse or whatever like that. Not because they like might've been better than Yeah. Either. Looking at it because it's like, maybe I'm actually just fucking nasty at my job yeah. and I could be sick at this role. Yeah. man. You know what I'm saying? But like people, like people will never see things that way. And until then the guy who wrote this article can literally shut the fuck up. Yeah. It actually pisses me off. Like when we talk about stuff like this and like people, like this feel like, oh, well, I, I'm always a diversity hire. I'm always part of a quota. Um, meanwhile, yeah. I'm just, I'm killing it. Well, you're killing it. Like yeah. there's there's plenty of people in our industry who are like doing very well for themselves. And the worst part is about it is that I know for a fact and like I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep going as far as I can go. Yeah. But there's always going to be, I, 
a point in time where I look and I, I look up and say, oh man, like, I don't know if I can get this. I don't know right, if I can right, get this promotion. Get I don't know if I'm going to be in this position. I've seen countless people, countless BIPOC folks in advertising and marketing get to a certain point and say like, oh man, I either have to like leave where I'm at right now yeah. and like go to like a startup or something like that. Because they're not because, being recognized. Because they're not being recognized and yeah. they're not being given opportunities. Ask anybody, ask any BIPOC leader in this industry. If they can make a mistake. <laughs> if they, yeah, if they can make, if they can fuck up or if no, they can, you, you know, be, be naturally eligible for, for a role. Yeah. I, I've never. Especially, especially in advertising, right? Where like a lot of your clients are going to be white men, white women, and you have to. We've talked about it so much, right? You yeah. have to act a certain way. You have to make yeah. sure you're on your P's and Q's, ducks in a row. Don't make a single mistake. And that that's a, a lot on you mentally, right? And yeah. even what you were saying before of like, for some new, especially like if you're new in the industry, you're a black employee, sometimes you might actually think other people are looking at you like a diversity hire. That's what creates the imposter syndrome, Right. And then, oh, that's going to make you insecure about your job. That's going to make you insecure on your yeah. coworkers. And then you might not perform as well as you need to to get that next level. Yeah. So it holds you and it traps you. And then it's a whole other it, like it's it's it's, comp it's it's tricky. It's never just like yeah, I'm, I I applied for this job and I'm going to succeed in this job. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like people who are at certain places for like ten years, whatever, may not be given opportunities. Look at where we were before. Like, not to call out, like, some of the good folks at John Street, but even, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, rest in peace, Cheryl was in a role for for 20 years, 10 years, however long, 15 years, whatever it was. Yeah. And when she was no longer there, somebody else filled the same position that she was in in a director role. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, that's a that Free was, that was yep. a role that was created for somebody and... Uh, a, a payment structure that was paid for somebody who's white. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's like when you literally work, no, it's a good example. You know what I mean? When you think about people who are in the industry who are black or they're BIPOC, whatever it is, you look at situations and say, "This is uh, probably as far as I can go." Right. Mm -hmm. Or and if not, you're looked at somebody as somebody who, you know, is a diversity hire or you no, know they're yeah. trying to switch things up amongst peers, which creates animosity. And I'm like. It's it's so shitty to feel like that. If you're if you're white and you start to question why there are so many more BIPOC hires, that's a problem. Yeah, for sure. Anyone listening, that's a problem. Yeah, yeah, if you yeah. even have that small mindset to think that of like, oh, there's been a lot of black people hired recently. They must be, you know, doing an initiative. It's like, oh, that's how you see us. Okay. Yeah, I'm in a position right now okay. where like I can hire people. Yeah. And if I move forward with someone who's black, they're going to be like, oh, okay, like, you know. Man, like, uh, won't call him out. He's a homie, though. Uh, he was a, a producer, and when he recommended talent that was black, one of the directors on the account made a joke saying, oh, is it because are you just choosing the black guy? It's like, no, uh, I thought he was best for this Yeah, aren't we supposed to pick position? the yeah. people who we think are best for the job? I yeah. know he's good. Yeah. Like, you know, and, and that's a problem, man. Because yeah. then some people are gonna think, "Oh, I don't want to rock the boat, so I'm just gonna pick the safe option." The safe option, the safe, which is safe, a white easy man, option. pretty much. Yeah, yeah, no, and like I've seen, I've seen those people, kind of people hired. Yeah, I've been forced to hire those kind of oh, people. Oh yeah, 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 and they're ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
the status quo just needs to be challenged so fucking hard. And, you know, as, as it's interesting, when we first started this podcast, we were like pawns in the industry. You know what I mean? We are, we yeah, are, yeah. you know, young, black, talented people that people would be like, oh man, you're, you're, you're one of the good ones here. You're great. <laughs> yeah, you know, man, I've had yeah. someone say that to me. So many I've times, fucking had, so many times. I've had people say that shit to me. Yeah, yeah. And then now I'm in a position, like we said in the first episode of this season, where like, okay, like now I have the ability to help like create change. 100%. Cool. Another added responsibility over this guy, by the way. Yeah. You know, yeah. another Literally. added responsibility to, you know, the black folks in a respective agency or industry or position, whatever. Yeah. Like, uh, I'm I'm gonna do it for sure, but like it's, you feel like you have to, right? Yeah. Have, if, if not you, then who? And yeah. That goes perfectly into our next topic, right? Totally. And like, like so this is this is the thing. Yeah. Like, uh, I've seen a lot of folks in agencies, uh, or I've seen a lot of agencies, seen a lot of places that are like trying to be better. Remember that? Yeah. Like yeah, it's yeah. like the oh, last yeah, three we, years, we're yeah. listening. They're doing a lot of like listening and learning and shit like that. Like the classic mm-hmm. saying. Yeah. Uh, black squares, obviously too. We hear you. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. hear me. Okay. My <laughs> God, man. I appreciate that. You I know? were deaf, damn. Yeah, yeah. Shit. It's like, okay, cool. Um, I've seen so many places be like, let's, you know, we're going to spotlight this person. We're going to spotlight how well we're doing with with our BIPOC talent. Yeah. Here's how we've increased the numbers of our, you know, uh, you know, BIPOC talent. Here's how we're retaining BIPOC. Well, it's not even about retaining because they never get to that part because uh, they always fucking dip anyways. Yeah, right. Of here's how we're attracting. Yeah, yeah, here's yeah. how, right? It's so quick for a lot of places. And this, this comes back to what we've been saying for the last two years is there's opportunities for improvement and in order to do that you need to do that internally before you say anything publicly it's yeah. really important and really beneficial for the individual being spotlighted in certain areas or you know whatever to like get recognition and that's super important and i respect that I of love course that. i've been in that position yeah it's amazing but like when you look at the entirety of like what that story is it's like okay cool like Again, more black people have to like potentially be the face of your industry. More black people have to like create change themselves because no one actually makes it a priority. That's yeah. For for me to be recognized, I have to identify the problem as a black person. Yeah. Um, propose how I'm going to solve it, and then run the solution as well. Yeah, and then and maintain, never, and then get nowhere with it, and get no. <laughs> because of and that's the only way that i'll be recognized so like you're happy that yes i got a bit of a spotlight that's going to be great for my personal brand whatever it is but on the other hand you're like i shouldn't even have to do this work i shouldn't have had to do this from the start you guys said you were the one you guys were the ones you said like oh we're gonna be better okay cool then you're just relying on one person or one group of people to like to do it right and that speaks to what we open the season with, right? Like those conversations are still going to ring true for so long and it's unfortunate, but your black employees should not be responsible for your DE&I plan. And I will preach that, yeah, preach that to the heavens because it's so, I see the conversation online all the time. It's still happening, right? Yeah. Folks are starting the DE&I because they are, you know, they have aspirations of having more people that look like them at the company. That's it. Yeah. Fundamentally, I just want other people that look like me where I work. White people don't have to have that concern. I think it's even deeper than that, though, because like, yeah. I like one. I think it it makes a lot of sense for like to have like an environment where a lot of where you see a lot of people that 
you know, look like you at work. I think that's yeah. super important. Right. But I think that almost creates like uh, an environment where like me and you, mm -hmm. when we were at John Street and even when I was at Cassette, yeah, we would start like these like little groups just with the black people because you'd walk by someone and be like, yeah, oh, it's yeah. good. Like, you know, yeah. So you create those groups and then you, all you do is just like talk shit about how fucked the, the place is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. So it's like, I think that it's important for like those groups to be able to support each other and those people in those groups to support each other. Mm -hmm. But on a deeper level than that, like the system, if there needs to be a revamp of the system, the way of working, advertising especially is so goddamn stale these days. Yeah, yeah. It's so stale. And I'm like, man, like this is what you guys think is, is sick work this is what you think is like a great initiative. Like, yeah. no, go deeper than that. Like change your leadership structure. Right. Right. You always say, Oh, we can't find black talent. Like the pipelines, you know, whatever I, I can Challenge, serve you right? up a few black words right now. Talk to Jermaine Jupiter. You're not he can, looking. Have, You're not I know, looking. He, I know he's gotten people hired. Like yeah. he knows people. Yeah. Just look in the right places. Like I know people that I can name off the top of my head that say, yeah, this person could run your agency. This person could run your department. Yeah. This person's dope to have on set. The like problem you know, is they don't see it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, like, sure. for sure. They don't see this person as competent enough to, to run the be the face of the agency. Oh, fuck no. Well, and, and also like when, yeah, when, <laughs> you, when you think about it, it's like, man, like maybe when people say, oh, it's hard to find black talent, like it's actually, it's actually not, it's yeah, not yeah. hard to find it. You're just, the way that you're looking at it is very linear mm -hmm. and it, it's going to be impossible for you to do what you said that you wanted to set out to do the way that you're doing it right now. And I get that like, it's gonna take a long time to like overturn and, and fix the system and stuff like that. Sure. But how do you expect sure. that shit to change with like the priorities of like the board member not being like, oh, well, you know, maybe we should like try a different vision or we should do this. You're staying on the same course and expecting things to be different. Yeah, how are you expected to change if you're not starting? <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. Like, it's kind of just, you know, you're deferring something. You're saying, oh, it's so hard to do this, so we just won't do it. Yeah, and the challenge is, is like, okay, we'll just hire a bunch of fucking junior black people and yeah. then like, you make you their know, life a living hell yeah, and then yeah. they leave. Disguise and... it as a, a, you know, a growth strategy to help develop like black leadership. Okay, well, a lot of those guys dipped and went to other places. Yeah. A lot of those guys dip, and now they're on my team. They're not <laughs> being appreciated. They're not being recognized. What do you think they're going to do? Just hang around? Yeah. You know, in their junior position forever? Like, ask anyone if the company values align with what their ambitions are. Yeah. I don't I don't really see that being a... I don't Man, really see that being we've been talking about this so much. I know. Like two years. Nuts. You know what we got to do? Like, what I'll has changed it, well, in two know, years? Yeah, yeah, like nothing's changed in two years. It's crazy. Yeah. So it's like it's it's bonkers to me. Now I'm like jaded because now I can't see oh, anything any other way. Yeah, every I, time I see yeah those announcements, like, announcements you know. or like oh we're doing great or like you know every there's so many black people in advertising now because yeah. like, remember when the storyline was like oh uh, you know people want to see themselves on the big screen. Not necessarily. People want to. I want to see black people directing commercials. I want to. See I'd love to know more if they yeah. are behind the scenes producing than seeing. Then see that two black actors. I want to see. A, yeah, I want to see know, like commercial. black people fucking writing the ads. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it's even like, then, it's never a full black couple on. No, no, no. <laughs> it's always, it, right? it cannot be. It cannot it's like, be. It's, no. Yeah. Like, anyways, 
Man, we've come so far, but have we? Like yeah, <laughs> two years, you know? It, but that's the thing. Like we're these are conversations, these are topics that are like we're passionate about because we have to live it, right? Because I have to live this it. shit every single day. Yeah, we have to be passionate about yeah. it. Yeah. And, and yeah, it's because it's my job to fix it's it. Literally. <laughs> it's literally <laughs> like if I if I don't bring this up, then no one will fucking, nobody's fucking saying this shit. Except other BIPOC people. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I mean? hundred percent. If you are listening and you haven't heard our season opener, uh, the episode one this season, definitely take a, take a listen. It'll sum up our thoughts. Black History Month special. That was a dope one. Um, but yo, this is, this is episode five. Man, episode five. Here we are. And we're ro- rocking and rolling here. We're rocking weekly, yo. We weekly, man. I we love this it. shit, man. Well, stay tuned. Thank you so much for listening. Um, obviously, we charged up at the end there. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah the mic levels went up. Yeah, little, the mic levels know. went up. But uh, we're so glad that you listened to the episode. If you have any thoughts, suggestions, uh, guest speakers you want to recommend, we're going to get into some guest episodes real soon. Um, and, you know, we're, we're having fun with this. If you haven't, again, thank you so much for listening. If you have anything you want us to say, drop us a line on our Instagram account, email us, LinkedIn us. Actually, don't link in the because I oh, yeah, believe it, which is blessed. Hey, Slide in our DMs, and we'll get back to you ASAP. Thank you. Peace. Peace.